0: up if you like the thought of saying bye-bye to the rat race, hitting the road in your camper van and driving around Australia indefinitely and using your skills as a copywriter to fund every step of the journey. That sounds idyllic, doesn't it? Well, I'm about to speak to someone who's done just that. Yes, Tanya Enright started copywriting just four months ago and now it's funding her new digital nomadic lifestyle. And you know, she's not just your average digital nomad. She's a grey digital nomad. Yep, she's 50-something-plus years old, and she's totally reinvented her life in the last four months to make it all happen. And she's going to tell us exactly how she did it. Well, hello, I'm Bernadette Schwert, and this podcast is brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre and the Australian School of Copywriting. And together, we are the creators of copywriting courses that help people like Tanya reinvent themselves so that they can become professional copywriters really quickly so they can live their authentic lives on their terms. So if you're not sure where your copywriting journey begins, maybe check out copyclub.com.au and dip your toe into the waters of the copywriting life and to see if it's for you so you can reinvent your life. Tanya, just a few moments ago offline, you said to me that you have not been so excited about something in your life for over 27 years. What is it that you're excited about?
1: That's correct, Bernadette. I'm really excited because my husband and I are taking our three dogs and we're going to be traveling around Australia. So we're going to be digital grey nomads.
0: You know, that's something a lot of people think about and would like to become. But not many people have the guts to do it. So let's just backtrack a little as to how you got there because I think a lot of people would be like to following in your footsteps. Um, So just talk to us about what job you've been doing uh, before you decided on this particular lifestyle change.
1: Okay, well, um, I'm actually a retired special education teacher. Back in 2012, I incurred a couple of workplace uh, injuries. Sorry. And... I had to have surgery and that just changed my whole entire life because i had worked so hard to be where I was and was on my way to leadership with a master's behind me and everything, and so that was quite devastating. And from there, I I tried a few other small jobs. I was a paraplanner, which is an assistant for a financial planner for a short time, but I found that being in an office didn't suit me. And I then trained to be a dog trainer and dog handler and i ran my own small dog business in melbourne melbourne cbd and that i really loved but the physical strain of it was becoming a little bit too much and i've always wanted to write and yeah so i started studying again
0: and what did you study
1: so i have studied a few courses but one of them was your first copywriting course bernadette the introduction to copywriting and, yep, so that was pretty good. And that then stemmed me on to think that, yeah, I I really love it. So I've done more of your courses, which have been excellent. And I'm also doing a graduate diploma in professional writing through Deakin University, and that's remote as well.
0: So what was it that led you to copywriting in particular? Because there's all sorts of writing, but what led you to copywriting?
1: Um. Ever since I was a little girl, I loved writing. My mum said that when I was even a toddler, she'd find little scraps of paper with little scratchings all over them in my pockets. And as I got older, I dabbled in a bit of poetry and nothing that ever got published, but for personal reasons. And then I was journaling and and then I had a child and I just found no time for writing. And then all my writing was pretty much about uni and work because as a teacher and especially a special education teacher, there is a lot of research and a lot of writing, but very technical. So the fact that I always wanted to write and I'm now 50, I sort of thought, well, if I don't do it now, I'm probably not going to. And I saw copywriting as a way that I could pursue a creative interest but also make some money from it because I was looking for a way to earn money. And so I thought that would be great. And I considered copywriting as persuasive poetry. So pretty much going back to my my little toddler roots, I guess, were doing scratchings on paper, but getting paid for it this time.
0: Isn't that wonderful? You've come full circle. And I, I love that idea of persuasive poetry. And it is, you know, because poetry is the distillation of an idea. And copy is is just that as well. So just talk to me about your, your copywriting life so far. I mean, what is it that you enjoy about the act of copywriting? Or the lifestyle of copywriting?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd say the creativity. What really interests me is that creativity. And now wherever I look, I see copywriting and I analyse it. So that's That suits part of my nature as well, whereas I'm quite analytical and like to unpack things and see what are the elements that make something successful and how I can incorporate those elements but have my own style to it. So it's definitely that creativity. I'm I'm a sucker for diversity, like anything which is a bit different or uh, colourful or there's constant change occurring yeah I'm, I'm attracted to it so i would say that just the diversity of work that you can do it's not the same thing every day
0: i that- think that's really lovely idea too you know that sense of you have the ability to dip into a world and go quite deeply into it in that short space of time. Then you dip out of it, like you sort of springboard into something else. So for people with, and I'm not saying you have this, but a short attention span at all, it's more about people with a, a need for interests, you know, a need to delve into other worlds. I think copywriting is a terrific occupation.
1: Oh, I very much agree. And um, I'm able to focus for extended periods, but, yes, I I like to um, chop and change. So I I suppose some people might consider that I get bored easily, but it's just I think there's a whole entire colourful world out there and I want to taste lots of it and I want to embrace it and immerse myself in it and to just focus on one aspect of it for an entire lifetime um, yeah, that's just not me. So yeah. the fact that I can trial different things. But I gotta admit, Benedict, the whole freelance aspect of it. I mean, I can be at the moment I'm sitting in my home in the Bellarine Peninsula. Um, because you know, we've we've got this five, five day mm-hmm. restriction. And um, I can be at home in the comfort of my home with my husband and my dogs and work at hours that suit me. So that's definitely something that I enjoy about um with the copywriting, that I'm not having to go and travel and get to work. And mm. there's also that security to it as well, as we've seen, that, you know, with your employment, you know, that it can be quite, I suppose, fragile, tentative, mm. whereas mm. with the copywriting you can work from anywhere at any time. So and and being a an avid traveller, it, it's something that, I'll you know, I think will be great for that. And it's also the people that I meet. I'm meeting some really, really interesting people that I otherwise wouldn't meet or I wouldn't get to know. And the fact that I can help other people accomplish their aspirations, and it's not just other business owners, it's also the people who are seeking services, that if they're directed to the right people, it just makes it a a much more fulfilling experience for everybody
0: absolutely and isn't that what we're here for is really just to enjoy our lives and to work with people we enjoy people you know that have got similar values I think that's a really important thing with copywriting when you're freelancing is that you can because I get that question a lot is you know what if I get um an offer from a company I don't agree with it's like well you say no you know that's that's the joy of what we're doing but I just want to pick up on something you talked about about you can work with many different clients um But what I think happens after being in copywriting for a while is even though you might be working on a different client, a completely different industry to what you've just done, the principles remain the same. And after you get going, you can start to get really quick at identifying what needs to be done, what questions need to be asked, what copy needs to be created. And I think that's the joy of working with lots of different businesses. You can see the commonalities and the patterns. Is that something you've maybe found so far?
1: Yes, most definitely. That There is that underlying structure And that was one thing I definitely learned in your course, Bernadette, where you're not reinventing the wheel every time. You you do have your recipe for success and the way to do a comprehensive client brief and just also the way that you then research it and frame the content. So the more you do it, you know, it's like they say, how you get to Carnegie Hall, it's practice, practice, practice. And it's very much the same with the copywriting. The more I do it, not only do I feel that I'm churning out or churning is probably not the right word, but creating better content, but it's also a less onerous Mm. process for me. And I think it's because I am writing and I am writing with that purpose in mind and I'm communicating and collaborating with those clients that I'm able to also identify what they're trying to send out, what message they're wanting. And to me, it's, it's critical that that message is unique to that individual. It's not the same content for everybody. Mm. So I think being able to connect with people is definitely, it becomes easier as mm. time goes on because you you do it and it's a big part of what you're doing as a copywriter is connecting with other people and collaborating with them because you're writing for them. And and I think in doing that, you, you really need to have those structures in place because it's what keeps you on track. I Absolutely.
0: Because what happened in, in my early career, and I'm talking you know decades ago, was you just get into this bit of a rant and you let the client take control. And suddenly they're going off on all these tangents, which you think might be interesting or valuable. But in retrospect, you learn it's not. And that's why in the early days, my my briefings took hours and I literally allocated hours. And I thought, why is this so inefficient? And then over the years, and this is where I think education and training can be very valuable, is you go, you know what, you don't need all that. But not only do you not need all that content that this client's giving you, but you need to be able to have those personal skills, as, as you just mentioned, to gently and gracefully steer the client back into the, the railways, you know, in terms of the the guardrails, like a bowling alley. You know, we only want to talk about this stuff. So. Maybe just on that, what um, are some of the small or larger wins you've had? because you've only been doing copywriting a very short time, right? I mean, you might have yeah. been writing for a long time, but um, just talk us through your your journey from sort of doing the course and and to what you're doing now.
1: Okay, so from doing the course, i the first client was really, really daunting, and doing that initial client brief, I was very nervous. So I, I did that and it went really well. It was for a graphic designer um, that my husband knows and he was looking for someone to do some work. So I had a meeting with him and things didn't turn out the way that I hoped them to, but I, I learned so much from that first client and and it certainly provided me with the, I suppose the courage. To, to step out and to try some other things. And in the meantime, I was also doing a couple of love jobs for friends who had businesses. So that also built up, built up my confidence but also my portfolio of what I, what I was doing, what I could do. And those people gave me testimonials. So having those three testimonials was really helpful. From there, I managed to secure some writing for some professional um, financial planners. So also professional writing for financial planners. So that that was pretty awesome having worked in the industry. So doing that, I was doing some content creation and doing some Facebook management and some Instagram management where I was creating not just the text but also images for them. And that was really interesting. From there, I managed to get contact with a a very small land development project and, and, and that just took off. So initially it was they wanted a website written up and the person who was meant to design the website fell off the wayside. So it also meant that I created the website. So I learnt I'd already made a couple of websites, but I made this website up, created this website, wrote the content and they were like, well, this person was also meant to be doing the social media and they're not, would you be happy to do that? As a result, I'm also managing their Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and looking after that where I do three posts a week. And that's been really, really interesting. I've also, through my studies, I met a lovely lady that uh, owns a LinkedIn lead generation business called 27 Letters and Tara approached me because I'd worked as a special education teacher. She has a client that's a diversity and inclusion consultant over in the States and she was saying, hey, would you be interested in writing five LinkedIn posts a week? For this gentleman for three months and I went yeah it sounds really interesting so I've also picked that up which technically isn't copywriting but still using the same principles so that's been really cool so I do that for his name's Christopher and it also then led to of all things and I I guess having been a teacher in the past I had put out a Facebook message saying to to friends and family if anybody knows, anyone that needs any writing done. And I managed to secure several contracts doing instructional design, so writing content for online courses, so for Certificate 4s and diplomas in business and marketing. And that was, I did that for a while and that was really great. And I've also picked up just recently a couple of other financial planners which I'm going to do a website for one and do some social media for the other so it's really branched out to to be incorporating the copywriting as well as content creation and the social media management and one of them is actually asked if I'd be willing to write a feature article for him and so yeah, it's just blossomed and I think the thing is I at some point I need to put the reins on and say okay these these are the parameters, these are things I'm really enjoying and I'm inspired by and these are things where, yes, I'm making good money out of them but I'm finding them really draining and they're, they're not and keeping that is meaning that I don't have as much creative outlet and I can't pursue clients in fields where I'm I'm more interested. So and when I talk about that, I'm talking about the instructional design because it's heavily technical so that that is something that I've I've looked at and yeah, so I've, I've tasted a lot of things and it's wow. In what
0: of period of time is this not without mentioning dates necessarily, but just in terms of you know is it months? How how quickly has this come about?
1: I would say four months, five months.
0: Wow. Yeah, wow.
1: yeah. It was just this flurry, and it was all because I I approached a couple of people that I knew and said, listen, I'm I'm doing this copywriting course and I'm interested in you know doing some copywriting here's some examples of other things i've written and yeah and then going yep that sounds good and you know, and putting up on facebook i think when you put up in your facebook account hey friends and family does anybody have a small business that they need some content written for Th- these people come flooding
0: in wow, what a great <laughs> marketing what you Isn't that interesting? Because, you know, we we do talk about in the courses you've done with me that copywriting copywriting is the secret occupation Mm -hmm. that a lot of people just don't know it exists. And yet once or once people understand it's there, as you said, they come flooding. But you know what you've talked about? So much to unpack. It's fascinating because you have truly embodied all the things that I teach, which is you, you take what your past life is and yours was a teacher, and then you leverage that into your new life you know, you've talked about working with other people who've been in sort of the teaching sector and how you've been able to, you know, gain clients from that experience. You've also talked about um, one thing leads to another, you know, one client talks about another to you and so on and so forth. So that sense of you've got to start. And that's Mm -hmm. scary, because I actually remember you were in my client experience course, Mm -hmm. which was the, um, which I might just get you to talk about in a second, because it's probably easier for you to talk about it than me. But, you know, that sense of You've just got to have a bit of confidence, and I remember you were thinking in one moment in, in during that course you were um, in the in the zone. I think of just about to get one of those clients, and you're a bit concerned. It's like, wow, I feel like I'm selling myself. And, and we talked about, no, you're not selling; you're serving. You know, and when we change that framework in our minds about we're not, you know, there with a sort of coat trying to sell watches, we actually can help people revolutionise their businesses. We can help them take a lot of pressure off themselves to to find clients, and I think that's ultimately what copywriters do and I know a lot of my students struggle with Oh, I don't want to sell myself but talk to me back because I remember that conversation we had on the the call (laughs) can you talk to me about what that was like for you what you learned from that experience
1: um yeah I, I learned that I suppose that the first thing was to let go of my ego and that it's okay, as as you state, to bumble along and that I don't need to be perfect the first time I do it. And it's not about perfection. It's about that process. And I, I, I put myself in the position where there is performance anxiety because I expect to achieve the highest I possibly can. And I think relinquishing that, was really important for me, where it was, hey Tanya, you don't need to be excellent. You just need to be able to grow and learn and and help people, and also allow the clients to take me on a journey. And I found that when I did that, it freed me up a lot. And I found that doing doing the course with you, Bernadette, the, you know the client experience, it was excellent. In the fact that I connected on those Zoom sessions with other people who, you know, were aspiring copywriters and some of them, you know, had businesses that were wanting that additional confidence. And I hadn't started my Raven Writing Services yet. It was just an idea, a concept, and I thought, no, this would be really good to do this and then I'll see if it does give me the confidence to step out there. And meeting with those other people, I suppose, provided me with, colleagues I guess that you don't necessarily have when you're at home and it's one of those provisions that you know the digital networks give us that we can connect with other people so you don't feel so alone and it isn't so scary and having you coach us through and providing us opportunity to work with real life clients within this safe zone And that was immense. And I remember sending (laughs) you a message and saying, I've got this potential client. How much do I charge? I have no idea what to charge. And when you told me, I went, oh, wow, can I really charge that much? And it was sort of like, well, if I believe I can, and I believe that I am worth that, of course I can. And that first client you know he hit me down by 50% and but because he was a graphic designer we came to an agreement that okay I will do it for 50% less because you're my first paying client but from you I want all my branding done i had designed a logo but he then did all that design side of it and he got all that done so i felt that it was it was an equitable decision that he and i had had come to. Um, so I felt that I wasn't shortchanged and nor was he. And, yeah, I think having that conversation with you and you were very encouraging, like, yes, Tanya, you can do this and you are worth this. And it was changing, I suppose, shifting the mindset. And I've done a lot of um, university study and I kept looking at it going, I am writing these assignments so I can get qualifications. And, you know, I'm writing at a technical standard. Why am I doubting myself that I can't write as a copywriter and earn money from this? I'm paying people so I can write for them. How about I switch my mindset to, hey, I'll write and people can pay me to do that. But that was a massive, massive obstacle. And in short, as I said at the beginning, it came down to me relinquishing that ego and just saying, just jump in, Tanya, and just do this. Mm-hmm. What's the worst thing that could happen?
0: Yeah, that's a great motto to live by and amazing work, you know, that you've done in such a short space of time too, Tanya. And and now I think what I think listeners might be really interested in is what's next for you because you, you're about to do what almost anyone post-50 wants to do. So talk us through your next stage of life.
1: Okay, so next stage of life, my husband and I, as I said, we're we're now over 50, but we were we're still in our 50s. So um yeah, so we were talking and we'd always planned that when we we're in our you know mid-60s, 70, when we were retiring or winding down to retirement, that we would travel. And generally we go overseas twice a year. And we haven't been able to do it for obvious reasons. And we looked at each other and went, "Well, how about we do? Australia's lovely. We've seen most of it, but how about we go and do it for extended periods?" And we've already done a couple of trips within Victoria because that's where we live, and and that just fueled it. And I looked at him and went, "You know what? We both work from home. Twenty twenty demonstrated that we definitely can work purely from home and purely online. What are we waiting for? Why are we waiting?" for another 14 or so years let's just strike out and start doing this so we made the decision to become what we're calling digital grey nomads so all digital graying nomads and we're taking our life on the road so we're preparing our business and well he's got a business and I've got a business and we're preparing them so that they're fully remote and packing up our three dogs and at the moment, we're just drifting from Airbnb to Airbnb, which which can be interesting when you've got three dogs and we've met some really lovely people in doing that. And the aim is we're going to be buying a camper van and fitting it out, tailoring it to our needs, and we're going to take our lives on the road for a year, if not two or more. We'll see. I think we've both um, got Wanderlust, so... We, we decided that, yep, we think this suits us and we've already told, you know, my husband's kids and our families and this is what we're doing. And we, we've met, mostly people are encouraging us. We have met a couple of people who are doubting our ability to do this and it's not doubting the ability to travel, it's doubting the ability to travel and work. I think people see it as this romantic way of living and, that yeah it's just going to become an extended holiday but we can't afford to take an extended holiday it is actually going to be working and traveling so it's a massive lifestyle change where usually we just go on a holiday every now and again but now our life will be nomadic and yeah so that's what we're doing and
0: very exciting
1: oh I'm, i'm really excited bernadette and as you said like i i haven't been this excited in 27 years and I feel that my life has, I've always felt that there's purpose, but now there's a deeper meaning and a deeper meaning for me and, and for my relationship with my husband because when we're working from home, we're in two separate buildings. We barely see each other. Um, we try to scramble to get hours in a day where we can spend some time going for a walk or we were into board games, playing a board game. Um, We're into something called geocaching, which is basically a real world treasure hunt. And we try to carve out time for that. But we figure that being on the road, we're going to be in a camper van together. We're going to get a lot of time together. But and as a result, we're going to be outside a lot more. And we're going to, because we're going to have to. And there won't be a house that we have to manage and clean. And it'll be a much smaller space. So yeah, so that that's our plan. And
0: that's very yeah. exciting, you know, yeah. and it, it's it's like tiny living, tiny housing, tiny yes. tiny yeah. life, you know, and yet a, a big life at the same time. And I think what's so exciting about what you're saying is that even, even if right, just say you do it and it doesn't work out, you'll have tried it, you know, yeah. and then you'll come back changed in some way. And that will inform the way and the things you do next. But you know, the fact that you're actually doing this, I think, is quite inspiring for a lot of people because I think they would like to do it. They'd like to try it and dip their toe in the water. And what kind of gives me so much joy in, in what I do as a trainer is to, to know maybe tangentially that copywriting has been a part of that for you and yeah. you the confidence and the, the, uh, the uh, ability to do this.
1: Well, it gives me that freedom. It frees me up and and I think that's a, a large part of it because so long as I've got a phone, so long as I've got a laptop and so long as I have Wi-Fi connection and you can get these devices that you put in your mobile home and I think they're called RV Wi-Fi and it's like having your Wi-Fi at home. And so therefore, no matter where we are, we've got that provision and, and it's nice and neat. Digital technology is just amazing nowadays. And I think it's certainly seen, we've seen, you know, huge improvement in the technology since 2020. And I think people have become more comfortable with it. So to meet with a client and do a client briefing via Zoom or on the telephone, i um, I'm not sure, Bernadette, what it was like before 2020, whether people wanted to mainly meet face-to-face or whether they were quite happy meeting, you know, through a virtual meeting, you know, the conference like Zoom. So I I see that that's going to make our lives, well, our chosen lifestyle a lot more possible. Absolutely. And also affordable.
0: Yeah. In what way?
1: Well, I'd say that the technology is so much, I wouldn't say so much cheaper, but it's cheaper than it was like 10 years ago. And the fact that we then don't have to travel. Um, My husband, with his business pre-2020, was having to fly up and down the East Coast to meet clients and not only was that airfares, but that was also accommodation. He would drive to regional Victoria and have to spend three, four nights away from home to see clusters of clients. So the fact that the fuel that we were using, the airfares, the accommodation, and just the wear and tear, not just on the vehicle, but on yourself when you're having to travel like that. And the fact that we both love travelling, it now makes sense that hey all those expenses that we had for him to go and see clients we can now spend on us both traveling around and he can still see those clients and he can now see them face to face whereas last year he was seeing them online and we can just tour around and also potentially pick up new clients as we're moving from place to place because so I um Bit of a traveling roadshow you know wherever we go we'll be meeting people and promoting what we do so I think the affordability is not just expense like the money but also affordability of time Excellent. and energy and and headspace as well you know it yeah. takes a lot to organize
0: yeah you know what's funny is um you asked me what was it like say 10 years prior, because I've been doing this for nearly 30 years, it. I've always worked remotely and I've always really enjoyed that. And, and it's not like you couldn't do it, but clients did expect you to come in. You yeah. know, there was a sense of, you know, if you're serious, you'll come in kind of thing. Um, And so now that's just not the expectation. Yeah. And I think that's a real revelation and it's a, a freeing and an untethering. Um, And I had a, a, a minor a sort of... Vision just a moment ago with your camper van, you could brand it Raven. Oh, you know we,
1: we will. <laughs> <laughs> Copywriters on the go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're a walking billboard. You are copywriting personified.
1: Oh, most most definitely. Um, both our businesses, my husband's business and my business, and we've actually branded ourselves romaniacs and that's just. So, we've got a website and we're going to have a blog and a YouTube channel and a podcast of our own where we'll be talking about the real aspect because there's this whole following of hashtag van life and it's all about beautiful people and beautiful places. And we're sort of probably 30 years too old for that now. So, this will be the reality of what is it like to take your life on the road, to take your business on the road, to take your dogs on the road and go from place to place because. I see that the only thing that constrains us is our imagination and how bold we can be. It's, it is that ego, it's fear, which then holds us back from living the life that we truly want to live, but also what is authentic with us. So, and, and to me, it's promoting that and saying to people, this is all right. And having, my husband's got adult children and, We have a grandchild and there's also that, oh, but, you know, as grandparents you're meant to stay at home and look after the grandchild and don't go spending the inheritance because the kids are going to need it. Working on the road, we can still, you know, still help my husband's kids, you know, with any unforeseen expenses that they have. Um, Yeah, we're not going to be there all the time to look after the grandchild, but we can't do that anyway because we both run businesses from home. Which leads me to, I think, another misconception that people have is just because you work from home, people, I don't know, we get the feeling that people think because we work from home, we have a lot of free time. And therefore, we're available for everybody at the drop of the hat. And that isn't necessarily the case. And as you'd know, Bernadette, you know, working from home, it has its positives. But also, when you work for yourself, you need to be able to carve out time not just to work, but I think what is harder to carve out time for is yourself and your relationship because your work then spills into every aspect of your life. And there's a lot of joy in that. As I said, I've got the flexibility to work or not work whenever I want. But um, so I think going on the road where we're going to be busting a lot of myths, Mm -hmm. I think, and and we want to share that with people and encourage people our age because I'm hearing it from a lot of people our age, that they've worked their whole lives, they have provided for everybody else, they have been there for everybody else. They have got to a stage where they're wondering what's in it for them. You know, in the end, what have I been working for? Because the kids have left home, we don't see them very much, and we're just plodding through the day to day and plodding along at work and plodding along in the relationship. People become disconnected from each other. And there's a whole big world out there. And you don't need to take your life on the road in a camper van, but it's just about making time for yourselves and knowing what's important to you. And and that's why we thought dromaniacs would be a really good idea. And so our van will be labelled with... Raven Riding Services, Dramaniacs, and my husband's business, Securus Consulting. Um, and so, yeah, we, we hope to drum up a lot of business as we travel around
0: Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was getting goosebumps as you were talking, Tanya. I think you represent so. Uh, much of what people are experiencing in in all facets of life you know so I just want to welcome uh, wish you all the very best and I'm going to be absolutely following your journeys because I might be tagging along in a couple of years when my uh, son's old enough to uh, to fend for himself so on that note would you like to just let us know how people can get in touch with you and, and find out what you're doing
1: Yes, so the, probably the best way is to um, look at the Dromaniacs. So that's D-R-O-M-A-N-I-A-X at um, au. So you can find us there and yeah, that would probably be the, the easiest place to get to. Yeah, And I'll, I'll give you those details so that you can pop it on the, the podcast descriptor.
0: Absolutely. Um, so exciting there. So um, any final notes or any final tips for people who are thinking about becoming a copywriter and or working on the road remotely like you?
1: Um, yeah, I, I would say that really tap into who you are and what's important to you to be authentic with yourself. And to be curious and creative, adventurous and bold and to know that copywriting, to me, the greatest affordance that copywriting gives, is it's a, it is a non-geo-specific occupation. You could be anywhere doing anything and you could be any age and I think this is, yeah, such an exciting profession and all it takes is to take one big deep breath and to look at it and go, I really want this, and just jump on him. And I think doing your courses, Bernadette, that first one I did, you know, there was trepidation, but I thought, no, I, I'm, it's time, I need to do this. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it does, great. was the way I look at life, Bernadette, is, you know, there are many things that one can do and may regret but for me the greatest regret is not trying things in the first place um there's things i've done in my life that i look back and i go oh geez why did i make that decision but i think the biggest regret would be not following my heart and doing what i wanted to do in the first place
0: well and a beautiful um, beautiful way to wrap up really i mean what more can you say tanya it's just uh, I'm so thrilled and I'm proud of what you've achieved in that short time that we've known each other. Um, and I just wish you all the very, very best.
1: Thank you, Bernadette. And I've got to admit that your encouragement and support were invaluable. And yeah, you've, you've been a fantastic mentor. And I really appreciate it. Because to be honest with you, I would not be where I am now if I hadn't met you.
0: Oh, wow. That really means a lot to me you know thank you that's uh, that's why I do what I do you know and when I hear stories like yours it just why well, I wanted to share it on this podcast because I think it is so inspiring so um thank you Tanya and you take care drive safe and uh, I'll be following your journey with uh, uh, absolutely every step of the way so you take care
1: thank you very much Bernadette
0: I think it's safe to say Tanya's doing what many of us would like to do If only we had the courage to take that leap of faith. Now, for some of us, that time will come for others. That time is maybe here. So what are you waiting for? Tanya's proven that with no experience and no background in copywriting, it really is possible to become a digital nomad and live life on the road on your own terms as a creative entrepreneur. I I love that story so much. So thank you, Tanya, for sharing that with us and for helping us see what's possible. I'll finish with a lovely quote from that other persuasive poet, John Lennon. Life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. My tip of the day? Well, if you hear or see a great headline or come up with one, write it down. Take a picture of it or bookmark it. It will save you literally hours of work later on when you're trying to retrieve it. To find out more about our short courses, head over to writerscentre.com.au or copyschool.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn if you'd like to hear more inspirational stories like the one you heard from Tanya. I'm Bernadette Schuert. All the best. Take care and bye-bye.